the seven ages of man by ralph bergengreen coffee break collection twenty old age this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by chad horner from ballyclare in county antrim northern ireland situated in the northeast of the island of ireland the seven ages of man by ralph bergengreen chapter seven the old old very old man now concerning the soul it is a queer thing considering that it lives in the body yet dieth not and so i conclude that the soul was made separate and this body for its brief use and tenement and how it gets in and gets out i cannot tell you and belike there be all sorts and conditions of souls some good some bad some so-so but because good is better than evil and alike to start and because they live in eternity the bad souls will find it out in time and become good and the so-so souls will learn wisdom and cease of their foolishness but why they are not all made alike to start that i cannot tell you nor just how they was made the sage's own book it was a poetess i am glad to say and not a poet who wrote the once popular lines backward flow backward o tide of the years i am so weary of toil and of tears toil without recompense tears all in vain take them and give me my childhood again many a voice no doubt sagged under this load of pathos as it read rock me to sleep mother to a little group of sympathetic listeners but if such melancholies are to be set on paper and circulated in print i am unchivalrous enough to wish that joyless occupation on the gentler sex most of us perform prodigies of toil which seem to receive scant recompense and shed figuratively many a bucket of seemingly useless tears but i do not imagine that this sad poetess was half as badly off as she seemed to think and more than that she had only to wait long enough and keep alive long enough to get her childhood back without asking for it time the grocery man in due season would hand her a second childhood in many respects just as good as the first for we who are betwixt and between can observe an unintelligent ignorance of later troubles in one condition neatly balanced in an unintelligent forgetfulness of them in the other our lugubrious poetess one might say was neither more or less than asking the tide of the years obligingly to assist her to commit suicide had her request been granted there would have been one more child in the world and one less poetess an impressive parallel may indeed be drawn between these two childhoods the first a period of dependence upon its elders and the second of dependence upon its youngers and each to the reflective observer a pretty neat evenly balanced reversal of the other it is as if in the beginning the whole family of recognizable human characteristics curiosity memory affection dislike ambition love hate good nature bad temper and all the rest of them were moving one after another into a new house and as if in the end the whole family one after another were leaving an old one the very youngest and the very oldest men in the world seem equally equipped for living in it sans teeth sans eyes sans taste sans everything and baby a little older when he goes out in his perambulator is much like ancient thomas parr being conveyed to london as a human curiosity in a litter and two horses 
for the more easy carriage of a man so enfeebled and worn by age and to cheer up the old man and make him merry there was an antique-faced fellow called jack or john the fool why i myself meeting a baby in a perambulator have made such antic faces that i might fairly have been called jack or john the fool or anybody who saw me and all to cheer up the young man and make him merry a little older yet the child will run and play rolling his hoop spinning his top enjoying the excitement of tag and hide-and-go-seek and i dare say that the old man a little younger than before would be just as happy with hoop and top if he were again introduced to them and would have a grand good time at tag and hide-go if he had other old men and old women to play with and his youngers would let him i do not mean that he would do any of these things as well as the child but it would please him as much to do them to the top of his aged bent though now and then a flicker of remembered convention which the child has never known and considered would make him self-consciously abandon these simple pleasures even as an old cat caught trying to catch its tail and sit up with dignity and pretend that it wasn't there was once a custom of including a skeleton or perhaps a mummy in the festivity of a banquet to remind the diners of their mortality and for all i knew the after-dinner speakers of the shortness of time though very likely they soon got used to their silent companion and took their mortality as lightly as most people do at dinner an old old very old man as a contemporary writer called the unpicturesque human ruin i have just referred to would it seems to me have answered the same purpose and answered it better human nature takes neither the skeleton nor the mummy with continuous seriousness and proves by its attitude that if we instinctively fear death at one moment we instinctively ridicule our fear at another i have read it argued that man with his clothes on is nevertheless naked such arguments seem to amuse the philosophers and by the same entertaining process of reasoning we are all skeletons together though some may worry lest others consider them too fat for romantic admiration or again to the man who believes that death snuffs him out like a candle this skeleton at the feast might easily become an urgent reminder that he is still living and he would most unwisely stuff himself out like a toy balloon while he still had a chance but your old old very old man is a reality he is both dead and alive his presence to say nothing of his table manners should tend to make each guest regard death as a friend rather than an enemy and his state of mind and body proves such a warning against pride in either that even the after-dinner speakers would take notice and modestly shorten their speeches let it not be imagined that i lack respect for age i tell you frankly aging and respected reader that so long as you can intelligently read even this essay you are not seriously old and when you cannot you won't know the difference and no respect of mine will be of any value to you your time has not come to sit propped up at table as the latest modern improvement on the skeleton at the feast if ever it does you my friend will not be there where you will be i cannot faintly imagine and neither churchmen nor philosophers help me for the churchmen are too objective and the philosophers too abstract the best i can do is to take john fisk's words for it who knew far more about both science and metaphysics than i can hope to when he says the materialistic theory that the life of the soul ends when the life of the body 
is perhaps the most colossal instance of baseless assumption that is known to the history of philosophy but when its house has become a ruin my soul will certainly have sense enough to look for something more habitable and may conceivably depart while there are still a few embers burning in the furnace leaving the fire to die out when it will man is a conventional being and perhaps his most astonishing convention is a funeral but the custom has long gone out of thus poignantly reminding diners that a time is coming when they will have no stomachs and old old very old men will get no invitations out to dine for any suggestion of mine fortunately there are other uses for them they are for example a source of innocent pride to their families grandpa was eighty-nine his last birthday and he still has a tooth they interest the million readers of the morning paper friends from far and near gathered yesterday to celebrate the one hundred and first birthday of mr john doe seventeen jones avenue the venerable patriarch who can still walk unaided from his place of honour by the steam radiator to his cushioned chair in the dining-room when asked to what he attributes his ripe old age replied with astonishing intelligence that the winters are longer than they used to be mr doe was surrounded by two hundred and forty-seven living children grandchildren and great-grandchildren these are visible uses but this old old very old man may have invisibly a more important function and the helplessness of age like that of infancy may well have been a necessary factor in the slow conversion of our ape-like ancestors into you and me i have commented elsewhere on the natural astonishment of the first parents who realized with their inefficient prehistoric minds that this baby belonged to them and how in the considered opinion of able scientists the little hitherto missing link joined father and mother into the first human family tending and providing for baby made the cave a home but i suspect it was a long time before tending and proving for grandpa added another motive for the cultivation of those higher qualities that distinguished man from all other animals why there were savages who ate him yet in due time the old old very old man became such a motive and to-day man is the only animal that takes care of its grandfather when you think of the differences between men to-day and men then between men then and the ape-men before them and between men now as they go about their various occupations it seems quite possible that ape-men had no souls at all and that some men to-day have rudimentary ones millions of years behind others in evolution it explains much and so wherever there is an old old very old man i dare say the care his youngsters take of him is doing them good they might even reverse the parental platitude of punishment and say grandpa this does me more good than it does you but this proud possession of an old old very old man does not always work visibly toward such beneficent ends his obstreperous infancy masquerading in mature garments sometimes exhausts the patience of his youngsters and his permanent conviction often the only sign of intelligence left that he knows more than they do and perhaps more than anybody else makes their task difficult it is one thing so to speak to take care of a baby when it is growing up and another thing to take care of a baby when it is growing down then indeed one needs the assurance of immortality the conviction that grandpa is little as one might think it still growing up and that this simulacrum of grandpa that still remains to be looked after must not be taken too seriously these old old very old men are not all just alike 
there are grandpas whom anybody might be proud to take care of and grandpas whom anybody might be excused for wishing as the brisk modern phrase has it to sidestep and the explanation of this diversity as of much else that puzzles us in a puzzling world may be that they were not all just alike when they were babies inside their thin and tiny skulls some had better brains than others brains with more of those wonderful little pyramidal neurons which able scientists unless i get their message twisted tell me correlate connect assemble and unite our individual ideas memories sensations and intellectual and emotional whatnots men in short may be born free but they are not born equal but why worry if the individual soul is still young it will keep on growing in wisdom and experience nor will it lose touch with other souls that are akin to it and in the measurement of eternity its contemporaries and it will have a better and better house to live in and ever more modern improvements in the way of pyramidal neurons as the march hare conclusively replied to alice when she asked why the three little sisters who lived in the treacle well learned to draw by drawing everything that began with an m why not so if ever i become like the valetudinarians described by macaulay who took great pleasure in being wheeled along his terrace who relished in boiled chicken and his weak wine and water and who enjoyed a hearty laugh over the queen of nevers tales i hope that somebody will considerately push my chariot boil me an occasional chicken and keep handy my spectacles and the queen of navarre's mirth provokers the weak wine and water i shall have to do without but my soul i like to think which is the me for work and play love friendship and all the finer things of life already will have closed the door of its house and gone away and as it goes i like to think also that it whistles cheerfully a little tune of its own the burden of which is life is long end of chapter seven the old old very old man